understand what you even like about Jason. What does he have that I don't have? A soul and genitals? Oh, here we go with this whole no genitals thing again. You're the one that gave me wind chimes instead of a penis, Janet. This isn't about your wind chime penis. In fact, it's not about you at all. I don't even know what it is about, which is very confusing because the whole point of me is that I know everything. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another week of the podcast. I am pleased to introduce you to my new co-host this week. I just made him before we began recording. Everyone, meet Steven. Steven! How are you doing? Are you ready to, to, to host a podcast after just being brought into the ether moments ago? Steven! Pod? Okay. Pod? 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 This is going to be fun. That This won't get old fast at all. This is going to be great. <laughs> We're going to do this bit for the entire podcast episode. That's going to be this whole thing. Welcome to Into the Time Knife, everyone. I'm very glad you joined us. Hi, everyone. I'm Zach. I'm kind of your mama. <laughs> I'm Steven. And Jason, 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 Jason. It would have Jason, really Jason, been committed Jason, to the bit Jason. if you had a sign for our video watchers to, to read, but we don't. We don't have that kind of thing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Into the Time Knife, a good place where you watch podcast. We're really glad to be back. It's going to be another really fun episode recapping The Good Place before we say au revoir for a few weeks as we take a little summer nice break. Nice French, so, Zach. Can we get that you. one again? Can you put some? Can you put a little au bit revoir. of uh, seasoning on it? Au revoir. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's it's going to be I a like. lot of fun. I'm glad you're here. We've got to start out the show, as always, by shouting out our $10 and up patrons at patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast. This is our first time recording in June, and the name stuck around. Shout out to those people. They are Mary Baker Budisa, who I'll never forget to say first ever again, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Fortier, and Autumn Marsh, who is just bottom of the barrel, I guess, now. Sorry. Now, if, if our patrons really. were musketeers... Who do you think would be, like, the lead musketeer? And who would be the one that's, like, angsty Anakin? The fuck was that? There's, like, a, a noise outside my window. I can't hear it. Oh, you will. <laughs> well, I feel like your mom is probably the leader. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The only other person that I kind of know is Danny. So I guess Danny. Is the angsty <laughs> one? Is <laughs> the, the angsty, angsty Anakin, Anakin yeah. type? Who do you think I'm, it is? Do you think Justin or Autumn seem angsty? I think Justin's got the the Frenchest name. And the French are just a people of angst. <laughs> of angst, constantly. Of great angst. Have you seen Les Mis? Yes. Like, get over yourself. On stage and screen. I'm yeah. seeing another Broadway show tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? tomorrow. Have you been secretly Canadian this whole time, I did not Zach? say it like that. I said tomorrow. Oh, we're seeing... Ain't Too Proud, the Temptations musical tomorrow. Nice. I think it'll be fun. I think. Can you tell me, Zach? This is uh-huh. to, this is you know my gatekeepiness for black culture, because I, if I'm not doing that, what am I doing here? Do you know the famous quote from the Temptations movie? You've said it to me within mm-hmm. the last six months, and my I'm answer sure. is no. <laughs> but you're gonna tell me, and it's gonna ring a bell. Yes, uh, I'm. We were looking for. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be in the musical? Do you think? Doubt it. I'll update. You. I bet the musical is going to be more positive stuff. How was your week? 
It's been good. Been busy. Been good. Mm. I just got back from a trip to uh, your neck of the woods, where I once again did not come by to visit you. I'm not, uh, but I was on a real I tight schedule it. on this one because I was there for my brother's high school graduation. Very proud of him. That's crazy. Shout out to Ryan. Absolute shout out. Mm-hmm. Anything else? That's all you got. Uh, I saw the Little Mermaid, and you really enjoyed it. I'm a little skeptical. I really did. If it's gonna be good. I haven't seen it yet, but I will. Yeah, see it. Zach I'm was like, "Not my it. Ariel." <laughs> no. There's the the strawberry red hair. Honestly, I'm way more not my Ursula. I think that she because we didn't talk about this earlier. We talked. Uh, check out the pre-show to get the whole discourse. But I thought that Melissa McCarthy did a good job. My problem isn't her. It's that they should have they cast should a drag have cast, queen. Yeah, they should have cast a drag queen. You Period. know who else I think would have played the role really well? Huh. Uh, Titus Burgess, I think, would have been a great Ursula. Sure. As well. Sure. And he was in the Little Mermaid Broadway play. Uh, some of the arrangements that they did in the movie were really good, good improvements to the originals. Danny said that in Under the Sea, they did it more like the Broadway version than the movie, which I liked a lot. Sounded very cool. Visuals really pretty. The real life, like live action That's digital animals are I don't still like gross that. and scary, but Flounder was in it like two times for six seconds, so you didn't have to look at them very That's often. That's one of the things I'm most skeptical about. I think the animated, realistic, uncanny animals are well, bad, see, and I think the they're the Lion age King was so only badly. that? Yeah. Terrifying. I can't, couldn't even watch it. Too scary. I didn't see it. But this honestly, one has enough to. people I in didn't. it that it like you kind of forget about the fish until you see one and you're like oh and then then they are off the screen and you're back to just enjoying the movie <laughs> flounder is is nightmarish Jacob i do want to pat myself on the Jacob back Trimley we can fan. step we don't need to go back and under the sea again the pre-show mm-hmm. really we laid it all out there zach said that he how he felt about the no, the uh, wokeification of children's media <laughs> I want to talk about – I want to pat myself on the back because I am not a car guy. I am not a doing stuff guy. I am a make my problem someone else's problem type mm-hmm. guy. And I fixed the brakes on my own car. Wow. Now, what Zach's not telling you is that he drives a Fred Flintstone car, so the brakes are just his my feet. feet. They were but he got some new shoes. Up. <laughs> I started wearing shoes. They were always barefoot, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I did have help from somebody who knew what they were doing, but it kind of – there became a point where neither of us knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But we did fix it. I – yeah. We had to keep taking the tires back off because we remembered <laughs> like, oh, shit, we forgot to do this or we did this wrong. But, did you have the car like up on like a jack up uh-huh. lifted up and you were like under it on like a uh-huh. Vin Diesel like gym class? I didn't class. have that. I was did just – Did you have like a gym class on the gravel. that you were floating on? I was just on the gravel. Ooh. It was like 90 degrees outside. We were out there from That's 1030 hot. in the morning to like 6 p.m. Wow. It was a long day, but I fixed them. And honestly, as grueling and unpleasant as that day was, driving it and it working so well and knowing that I did that is super satisfying. You think that's what having a kid is like? Can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> and same. Autumn, write us in and tell us, how does having an actual real-life child compare to when you fix something and it works? Well... Honestly, very much shout out if we're talking about kids. Uh, sometime listener of the podcast, Lil's dear friend Kelsey just had her baby, uh, and Lil and I are the godparents. 
Wow! Congratulations Not that to that you really, guys. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, we <laughs> got a honor. plan. They're, they're, we're gonna take out Kelsey and Brandt yeah. within a couple weeks. You know, uh, um, don't want to let the kid form a dependency or yeah. anything. Shout out, out to Kelsey just in general. Uh, yeah. When I knew her, she went by the nickname Beanie, uh-huh. and uh, so that's what I know her as. Well, shout out to her. Kelsey and Brandt. Their little girl Fran is adorable. Aww. She yeah. a nanny, the nanny name. Frank. That's where the name is from, yes. That's great. We were just talking, Danny and myself, another patron, shout out. Uh, she didn't have a kid, but we did talk about uh, how iconic Fran Drescher's style was today. Sure. Screen Actors Guild president Fran Drescher. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Good for her. I don't know. I think maybe she from said some boomer stuff during the, the strike, but ah. um, um, good for her, I guess. Love her. Yeah. She still looks amazing. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Babies. The Good Place. Why are we talking about babies? Sure, let's talk about The Good Place. We're here to talk about <laughs> Season 2, Episode 8 of The Good Place. This is Chapter 21, Derek. Derek! You talked last week about how even though Derek can be maybe a controversial character for some mm-hmm. people, they, not everybody loves him. You said that you pretty much like him every time he pops up. This episode is titled Derek. If, if there's yeah. a Derek episode, it's this one. How are you feeling? I love it. I Me mean, too. I had one of my... Hardest laughs of the entire time recording this show. Wow. And like prepping for it. Because I usually watch the episode by myself. And, and uh-huh. as just as human beings, we tend to laugh a little bit less by ourselves. This is a Absolutely. show that does regularly make me laugh out loud. And I probably laughed the hardest I have in the runtime at a joke in this episode that I think is so visually, auditorily. I'm not sure what you're talking about. This is a very funny episode. Funny. Is that just and, a tease? You're gonna wait yeah, to tell us later. Yeah, we'll 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 get there. Okay, I gotta gotta edge you up to it, Zach. You know, I never let you I'm go. So on the first I'm countdown. so close, but then you just take me <laughs> right a step back, <laughs> right into an ice bath. This episode, Derek, it was directed by this is a first time director for the show, Jude Wang, who outside of this episode directs The Brainy Bunch and Chidi sees the Time Knife. So those are two pretty hey. big episodes next season. And outside of this, she's done a lot of really. I th- I'm not actually not sure if if it's a, a man or. What's woman. the first name? Judy. I guess it's J U D E. It could just be Jude. That could be a man. J U D E is Jude. Yes. Not Judy. I I think I said Jude. You. I'm pretty sure I you might wrote have an email Judy. to me and you said, "Hey, just so you know, it's Judy, <laughs> like the judge." It, it doesn't really matter, I guess, but I'm gonna look it up. You I, sent that to me in email. I said that to you at a dinner. It is a, it's a woman. It's a woman. She's a woman. <laughs> it's anyway, a woman. <laughs> she has a really impressive body of work outside of The Good Place. She's directed one episode. Find of out the director's a woman and you start talking about her body immediately, Zach. <laughs> Jesus She's Christ. She's directed an episode of kind of family of this podcast of series. She directed an episode of Dr. Ken. With Ken hey. Jong. She directed one episode of The Goldbergs, one episode like of a show that I really enjoy called Crashing that's about Have you the watched The Goldbergs? No. You're literally like the main character. You would love that show. It recently ended. After yeah, like you're 11 like, seasons or something like that. It's literally you, Zach. Like in okay. the best way. Is, I mean that with love. Am I going to watch it and be like, this is what Steven thinks of me? <laughs> yeah. But he's like really into like filmmaking and uh-huh. things. Like, like it's based on the creator of the show. It's really good. Jude or Judy. Who am I to judge? Also directed four episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the show that I love Hey, we much. like that. An episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Six I episodes like of Fresh Off the Boat. Two episodes of iZombie. And the hits keep coming. Wow. We like, at least I like every show. All of these mentioned. shows. She yeah. directed an episode of Shameless. 
Ooh, um, she directed an animated film today. called Finding o- Ohana. Have you heard of this movie? No, but Ohana she means directed... family, and family means no one's left behind, and I can get with that. She's directed two episodes of The Connor, uh, for The Connors, The Connors, oh, The Roseanne watch, spinoff. Won't watch, but I know two episodes seen. of The Connors, two woke for you. <laughs> I won't be watching Rose. I, I'm happy that they got rid of her and that they started a different show, but like, I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> but, but like, honestly, it is worth celebrating that they got yeah. rid of the awful person and now the show is kind of woke. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Uh, she directed four episodes of Blackish, two episodes more recently of Only Murders in the Building, which is a really popular I've heard show. That's good. I watched yeah. the first season of it. It is pretty good. Selena and Gomez most recently, that, right? she directed an episode of the Party Down reboot that was this year. Oh, shit. And two episodes of the new Bob Odenkirk AMC show, Lucky Hank. So, what a body of work. Judy Jude Wang. Come on the show. Tell us how to say your name. Yeah. This episode was written by a first-time writer for The Good Place, Cord Jefferson. Outside of this, he wrote the episodes The Worst Possible Use of Free Will and Tinker Tailor Demon Spy. And outside of The Good Place, he was a writer on 196 episodes of The Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore. Did you ever wow. watch that? Wow, yeah. I and like was that like Larry on Wilmore. Comedy Central? Yeah. Well, at least he used to be on Comedy Central, so I'm assuming the talk show that he got might have been. And he was also like a writer's room writing correspondent on the first season of Master of None, or maybe the second season of Master oh, of None. Oh, that's cool. And the Watchmen miniseries. That was really good. It that's was what I not heard. what I thought it was going to be. It was great. And I loved the Watchmen movie and graphic novel. I haven't seen or read anything. As Ever. A, <laughs> I haven't seen a... or read anything. <laughs> I've never consumed media. <laughs> This episode originally aired on November 2nd, 2017. And with that date in mind, November 2nd, 2017, we're going to give it some context. First, we'll talk about the number one movie on November 2nd, Mm -hmm. 2017. This movie is a, I believe, if Mm -hmm. I'm contextualizing where this movie lies in the franchise correctly, a horror prequel that's an origin story for an iconic 2000s horror villain. 2000s. Is this um, Halloween? No, 2000s. 2000s. It's like a character that came up in the 2000s and was very popular in the 2000s. There wasn't a Friday the 13th that year. That came out before then. What I'm trying to stress to you is that the character was created in the 2000s. All of these characters um, were made up in the 70s. Oh, fuck. They're that, those movies are that old? The originals? Absolutely. I know Nightmare on Elm Street was the 80s because that was introducing Johnny Depp. This one, though, <laughs> the 2000s. It started in the 2000s. Uh, You've Scooby-Doo's definitely the seen some of these. <laughs> it, it, well, was Jigsaw. it was Jigsaw. Jig, okay, because I was like, Scream didn't come out then. Okay. I only saw Saws 1, 2, and 4. So I have not seen Jigsaw. That Are the so Saw movies good? The first me. one's I haven't okay. seen any of them. I was scared of like gory stuff when I was younger. Oh, you would not like those then. <laughs> that was so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so Hellraiser definitely was pretty uh, The number one album, I don't know how to lead you to this because it's not a group I was familiar with. So I was surprised mm-hmm. to see their album at number one. I think it's one artist. I think he's like... R&B with, I think it said he won maybe a gospel award, but I think maybe there's some rap in there too. I don't know how to Kirk Franklin and the family? 2017, what did you say? Kirk Franklin and the family? No, it's, uh, I know who that is. (laughs) I was a church kid. Yeah. Uh, This is someone called NF, 
Do you know who that is? NF. Yeah. Okay. Industry plant type shit. Don't think the music's that great. Okay, he had well, one the song album that was, was Perception. Popular. Yeah. That was the number he's one like, album this week. I guess he's fine. I don't. I think he's like a worse G Easy. Oh, worse whom? G Easy. Oh, I know who that is. I thought mm-hmm. you just said G E, and I thought that was like an uh, appliance. General Electric. Yeah, yeah, he's like a worse version of that company. <laughs> and they're pretty bad. And they're pretty bad. Well, you know what time it is, folks. We're into the episode. We're talking about the good place, and Stephen is going to get this thing started by telling us everything that happened this week. On the good place in the episode, Derek. It's time to find out. Did Stephen watch the episode this week? Did Stephen watch the episode this week? <laughs> performed that made me feel like i needed to place my hand over my heart as if you were singing the national anthem. <laughs> oh my god seconds. zach Go something that i have to tell you just sure. came into my Please. head and i don't care if this is in the episode or not for some reason at my brother's lapel high school graduation uh-huh. the band performed all of aladdin <laughs> the whole movie <laughs> like they did like arabian nights all the way to fucking you got a friend or uh you never had a friend like me they did all the songs a whole new world what that tells me is that the band Prince Ali. the band must not be very good so they couldn't pick up some graduation music as quickly as they would need and make it sound good so the first quarter <laughs> they played the aladdin medley and it wasn't good but it made everyone smile because it reminded them of robin williams so they are doing it again for graduation because they kind of know how to play it <laughs> zach it was terrible i was laughing so hard and this was like the third thing that happened like everyone came in like the the graduates all sat down the choir sang the national anthem and then <laughs> And then they went straight to fucking Mr. Aladdin, Aladdin please. <laughs> <laughs> Did they play any other songs? <laughs> no. So I think they I'm played right. the pomp and circumstance. The choir sang the national anthem. The band played Aladdin. Then the choir sang some sad song about like I'll never sing again. <laughs> and then and then they they like did the thing. <laughs> You've got twenty seconds on the clock. How you feeling? Uh, strong as 10 regular men. Oh, what a guy. Um, I think that I, I so I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I, this is usually, I, this is the closest to recording that I've watched the episode in a very yes. long time. And Steven's a big businessman. How many phone calls did you take while watching the uh, episode? Two simultaneous ones yeah. in the last six was minutes it, of the episode. Well, you do. You have made it clear that you have multiple cell phones. Was it one yeah. phone in each hand? Did you have like a um, Bluetooth It was thing on the same on? phone. I had uh-huh. switched them back and forth. Okay. Um, and the last phone call, because I was like, oh, no, we're about to start the pre-show. Luckily, thankfully, you were like, hey, man, no problem. I love you. Gave me a little kiss in the ear. And you just... Yeah, started that timer over. But I watched the last four of the minutes of the episode on the phone with someone. So I like was paying attention more to the episode. But we'll see. Maybe I have no idea what the fuck happened. Well, let's find out. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Janet made Derek. And now 
she's not glitchy anymore, but Derek is a fucking nuisance. He's a monster. He's always around being annoying, and if Vicky finds out, then it's bad news bears. Um, Janet and Derek start fighting. Uh, Jason and Tahani are going to get married because they're nice to each other and they like each other. Um, they got to stop it because maybe it'll be bad for Janet if they get married. Stop. She'll freak out. I feel like you miss you miss quite a bit. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I was like, huh, I'm, maybe I'm doing okay. And then I no. saw you go like this. <laughs> and, and that and i was like oh no <laughs> i don't remember what i did that to i think you were just spending to, a lot of time um, on one thing. uh i think i said janet and derek are fighting uh jason tahani you're gonna get married because they're <laughs> nice to each other and you said <laughs> that's funny <laughs> it was great you got a decent amount but you mm-hmm. missed probably a third of the episode i didn't I'd get say. the ending yeah, i don't think you there. you didn't, didn't get anything about, about eleanor and cheating eleanor mm-hmm and that's important. You didn't get anything about Eleanor and Chidi. That's a didn't C plus. Them. C plus. C plus for the boy. I'll take it. Almost B minus, but I feel like not mentioning yeah, Chidi and Eleanor major. gets you to C quality. That's pretty. Didn't important. even say Michael's name. No, really, the whole that side of the episode, those three mm-hmm. trying to fix stuff. Yeah, yeah. The the ethics of the episode. None of that. None of Mm-mm. that. Well, nope. let's get into what else we've got, which is some trivia. I've got more questions than I thought for you. I have seven. I've got six. Why don't you go first, baby? Okay. What is Eleanor's ideal rebound like? Oh, no. This does not. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Either. Yeah, there we go. Stone Cold Steve Austin's head on Tahani's body or Uh the. Or vice versa. I'd be down for either one of those. Stone Cold Steve Austin's either chiseled body. Yes. Or his bald head and facial hair. Yeah. Hell yes. Okay. He's got muscles, Zach. I'm not judging. I bet he does. Are you? He can a, drink a you're beer. You're more into the muscle men. Um, I don't like. I don't want someone too soft for yeah. my my ravaging. All right. Not for not in guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Danny's just ripped. <laughs> Danny's Arnold Schwartz. If you saw if you saw Danny from the neck down, you'd be like, "Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger?" <laughs> From the 80s? <laughs> it's your turn. You know what I like. Uh, what British aspects does croquet display? The two classic aspects of British sport, whimsy and – trying to say it without looking at my thing. That was my next mm-hmm. question. Whimsy and dourness, something like that. Restraint. I, restraint. I, I whimsy restraint. and restraint. Yeah. Where did Tahani learn to make flower crowns? Oh fuck! Uh, the finishing school. What was it like? The the school of girls of per- perpetual mourning, sadness. Hartfordshire Academy for more somethingless girls. Uh, shadowless girls. Sad, somethingless sad, girls. Smileless girls. Thoughtless girls. Idealless girls. Expressionless girls. Expressionless girls. And also. Uh, she says something else starts with a C. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that was the answer. That's all I needed. Mm-hmm. Sure, your turn again. Must not have been in your episode. Who has told Cheedy how much of a drag he is? Everyone constantly nailed it. What does Jason have that Derek doesn't have? Um, genitalia is one. The other one was a kind soul, I believe. Just a soul. A soul and mm-hmm. genitalia. Well, I'll give that to you. It's not my fault you put wind chimes where my genitalia would be. 
Where was Jason's high school? Does this include what it was called? Do you want the whole No, spiel? I don't need the name. I just need the location. It was in a series of tugboats that were put together in a junkyard. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the... In the dis- Jacksonville. Sure. Do you know where where Jacksonville? You're, I'm going to give it to oh. you. I'm not going to give you the... Uh, I'm not sure on that. It's a bunch of tugboats tied together in a junk boat. In, sorry, in a junkyard in northeast Jacksonville. Northeast. I was going to mm-hmm. say north. I would have yeah. gotten a little closer. You what does closer. Janet use as lotion? The concept of time? You, you've got... Concept isn't the word. The passing of time. The passage of time. Fuck! What the fuck? What awesome stuff happens at the beach? <laughs> um, Jersey Shore mm-hmm. and crabs are the only two that are coming to my mind right now, but there are two others. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, though. Um, swimsuit issues and Saving Private Ryan are the other <laughs> Saving two. Private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Who was Jason's first kiss? Was this in your episode? It's very it near the end. It's, it's Jason and Tahani are in bed together. Um, because she's like, oh, we should get to know each other more. Like, who was your first kiss? It's like I don't even know who your first kiss was. And he was like, oh, it was uh, uh, was it a carny of some sort? Nope. Uh, just give it. I'm not gonna guess. The sexy mouse robot and the Chucky e. Cheese band. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Really? Why shouldn't Jason eat everything that smells good? Well, because sometimes it's candles. Sometimes it's candles. Last question for you. What did Eleanor do when her change oil light came on? She just abandoned her car uh, on the side of the road? No. In a Denny's parking lot? <laughs> no. Where? In a parking garage. Parking garage. That's all my trivia. What does Tahani possess that's award-winning? Legs. Her award-winning legs. That's my last one for you. Good job, Zach. Well, let's get into the episode. Well, actually, I think before we get into the episode, you should tell your Jason Banzuka story. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I live in Chicago, you know, city of brag stars much. and nice shine. I don't um, know if anybody's called either I, of those things. Yeah. I, I work in a pretty, like, nice, I guess, area of downtown. Um, and I was walking to the train one day, and who do I spy but Jason Manzukas and Paul Shear just, like, walking down the fucking street. I guess they were filming, like, their show in the city, and so they were just, like, walking around. And I'm like, okay, I'm not the type of person to run up and be like, oh, my God, it's you, and, like, let me take a picture of you or with you. But And, like, they didn't seem like they were looking trying to be, like, noticed. Yeah, they were just in very, like, casual, like, walking around clothes. But on the other hand, that's a neat, like, I know exactly who these people are. Yeah, which has yeah. not happened to me a ton of times yeah. in that scenario. So I kind of walked up because there weren't a lot of people around. And I kind of said like kind of softly, like, um, "Hey, um, I don't want to cause a big stir, but like, would you guys mind if I like took a selfie with you guys really quick?" And they were like, "Uh, yeah, sure, just be like quick about it." Cause, like we're like we were like at like a, a stop, like crosswalk, and I think they were going one direction, I was going the other. So I just grabbed a selfie really quick, and then like went on. But they were like super nice. I said I was like big fans. Great to meet them. And then they like went on about their business, but they were super like friendly. Jason Manzukis is just as handsome in person. I bet. Is he really tall? No. Huh. Are you taller than Jason Manzukis? I might have been. Wow. That turned That's you on a, cool a little story. bit. That's a cool but story. That's a cool story. But yeah, Did they uh, say uh, anything Paul Shear, not the Paul anything was... zany to you, or were they like, "Get out of here, kid. We're trying to." They're like, "Get, get, get scrammed." The way to no, they were. Class. I think they like made some sort of joke when I was taking the picture. Like Jason Manzuka said something funny, but I don't remember the specifics. I was too in awe of how raging his crotch was, like against me. It was <laughs> it was rough. That's a really cool story. I mean, yeah. Chicago's a big city, but it's not a place that you expect, I think, to run into people like that very often. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the episode. I think this is a really good episode. I think it's really funny. I think this is 
I'll send really you the pictures actually you can post it. Actually, sure. It's on my Instagram. We I were think. past that. We're done talking about your thing. You can fix it in post. I think it's a really great episode because it's it's super funny and there's also some really good ethical speak that's pertinent to the episode and also fuels the types of conversations that this show does so well. I think Absolutely. it's a really successful episode. All of the characters have nice moments and it's got a great cliffhanger. Just yeah. as things are starting to feel comfortable, the rug is pulled underneath them, which is what this show does so well. Well, and I think something, I guess we can talk more about it later, but the show kind of returns to... It was almost like a snap back to reality moment. Whoa, there goes gravity. Whoa, there goes gravity. No. Uh, but I, I think that it's so smart, the pacing of this show, and kind of letting us settle into a whole different type of show before we get snapped right back to what made us fall in love with it in the first place. The episode starts off like the best of these episodes, exactly where the last one left off, where Michael's telling Janet to get rid of Derek. Uh, Janet says no, and she uses the go-get-it-girl initiative <laughs> that Eleanor said for her to have. She uses that as her excuse not to get rid of Derek. And when when they mention Jason, it causes Derek to pop in because that's like <laughs> a, a big point of contention for him. And he starts saying Jason a lot. The Jason, 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 Jason. Jason, Jason. Jason. And then holds up his wily Coyote yikes <laughs> sign of help. I can't stop saying Jason is really funny. I think immediately this episode... When I was taking notes for this episode, I was having to pause more than I usually do mm -hmm. because it's so quick and it's just one thing after the other. And it has so many moments of, wait, what just happened? What did they just <laughs> say? What did they just do? I really, really loved it. It's so funny. I think that the physical comedy that Jason Manzukas does, even just like the way he holds up the sign while still like being stuck there, like he plays the role of just like a very new creation that has way too much power and ability for something of its like mental capacity to handle. And he does it so You're well. You're right. It goes right up there with how well Ted Danson plays a character that's not yeah. a human in a human body. He's a guy that shouldn't be a guy inside <laughs> of a guy. And yeah. it's really funny. Janet loves Derek and tells him, oh, we're going to spend uh, together forever, and it calms him down. But Michael is immediately on his thread for the episode. He says no. He says, Derek, uh, Derek, what's your name? And he says, yes, Derek Hofstetler. Yes. <laughs> and tells Janet that if anyone learns about Derek, namely if Vicky finds out about this, that they're doomed because it's going to bring up all of these questions mm -hmm. and lead them down the path of figuring out what Michael and the humans have been doing this whole time. So Michael says to send Derek to his void, but learns that they've moved in together, that they share a void. <laughs> Derek's like, really? Wow. <laughs> Derek, ha I think he has a line about how he gets a hanger for his trench coat yes. or something like that. He has a hanger for his overalls now. Overalls. Or his jumpsuit, whatever it is. They, they've moved into Janet's void together. Uh, <laughs> and Janet <laughs> has some quietly killer moments in this episode because it's focusing on the people around her more than her after last week mm -hmm. really focusing on her but when she says when you know you know and we know <laughs> literally everything <laughs> and the theme song bit is we're so in sync we're finishing each other's derek derek <laughs> I don't know why. I've seen it a hundred times. I know they do it in the show a hundred times, but him interjecting his name and his name being Derek just it's works so for funny. some reason. It's like we've 
been talking a lot about, I think you should leave because season three just came out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's just the wording or choice of words that they use that makes a thing so funny. Like in the pay it forward sketch, how it's Mm -hmm. 55 burgers, 55 fries, 155 taters, Taters, 55. I think that's so funny that it's 55 for some reason. Likewise Mm -hmm. in this, I think it's so funny that it's Derek. That Derek is the interjection, is the word that they've chosen. I don't know why that name is so funny in this place, but it is. (laughs) But it's hilarious. It's a normal name, but I think that's like why it's funny. Is like why yeah. is his name Derek? <laughs> or I don't know. He does. What is a name to this guy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It cuts to Jason and Tahani and Michael interrupting them as they're watching Home Alone together. How does <laughs> Tahani describe this it? horror movie about two ex cons attacking a lonely child or something like that? We watched Home Alone last Christmas season, and that movie is kind of fucked up from every angle. Yeah, Macaulay really Culkin's is. little kid character is a piece of shit, little mm-hmm. twerp that's just causing all this trouble. And yeah. then the other guys are terrorizing a child trying pretty to intensely. Kill, they're like about to kill a child. I forget why, but there's a point where one of them licks his face. Mm-hmm. That part's really uncomfortable. Yeah. So they're watching Home Alone, and Michael comes up because he wants a reason to get Tahani and Jason away from the mm-hmm. Janet and Derek of it all. They so he created a weekend getaway for the two of them, uh, which Tahani is really excited about because <laughs> here her skin is degraded from radiant to merely dewy. Imagine me, dewy. <laughs> <laughs> so he set them up this private campsite on the edge of the neighborhood and given Vicky an excuse that he'll be torturing them so they can spend some time together. And they don't think anything of it. He also lets them know. I think this is a really funny Michael moment when he's like, also, Janet is still down, so you can't call her. <laughs> Best news is none of this is suspicious. Then he does this weird <laughs> giggle and leaves the room. Yeah, it's so funny because Michael is like freaking out. And I think in the first season, we got a lot of Cheaty freaking out, Eleanor freaking out. But this season's been so much of Michael just Absolutely. in a pure state of panic and not knowing what to do and trying to do it on his own before involving the humans, but then immediately telling Eleanor every time. It's it's great. I think it's just a really good switch in dynamic that is the same but different enough that it feels really comfortable but also still exciting. Really smart. Another thing that this show does so smartly is how it brings the Eleanor and Chidi tape back into the fold Mm -hmm. after not mentioning it for a few episodes. Just like how last week they brought the Janet and Jason back into it after it's been on our mind and how come they haven't mentioned this in a while. Mm -hmm. Just when you stop thinking about it because there's so much going on, they bring it back and we see how much this has been affecting Eleanor this whole time that she's been kind of in the background of the last couple episodes. Well, and I love that they build the world around it and fill in the history of, wow, you sure watch that movie a lot, you know, that she now has to lie about Cannibal Run 2 being her favorite because she can't stop watching this tape and thinking about it. And it's so smart the way that in the interim since learning about this, the way that Chidi and Eleanor's friendship has blossomed Mm -hmm. and the way that they work off of each other. They've made it very possible to ship them while nobody is telling each other anything or Chidi doesn't even know about it. And here they bring it back. Eleanor's watching the tape and Chidi walks in and yeah, she uses the cannonball run to excuse and how Chidi says, yeah, you've watched that a bunch of times. Well, uh, well, it's basically my favorite movie of all time, (laughs) but you can never watch it. This copy is mine. Uh Uh-oh, I guess I'm still pretty selfish. Help! I need another ethics lesson, quick! (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I really like Chidi's demeanor in this episode because he's very much in character, but he's the guy this episode who is noticing that Eleanor is being weird and panicky about yeah. stuff. And he kind of lets it go here. But Mike, because Michael steps in, and so he doesn't get to push it further. Michael mm-hmm. walks in and says, what are you guys doing? Nothing? Great. <laughs> and Michael has a really funny runner asking Chidi about the ethics of murder. And he's like, what do the philosophers say about murder? Nothing good. Uh, they says, well, what if you want to murder the person to make your life easier? Is that, is that good? It's like, hmm. Chidi doesn't know what's going on, and Michael tries to explain, but he can't explain. So he just calls in Janet and Derek. And Derek goes, Derek Hofstetler, P.I. <laughs> so Eleanor and Chidi learn that Janet created Derek, and Eleanor learns that it's specifically because of what she said to Janet. Mm-hmm. And Janet here offers to make Eleanor a rebound person who, like we said, is Steve Austin, some form of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Tahani's body. I don't – you know, I think I'm going to go – hmm. Hmm. Well, we've already learned how much in this episode I appreciate a woman's body. Yeah. Of work, as mm-hmm. we talked about with the director, Jude, Judy Wang. Jude, yeah. quotations, Judy <laughs> Wang. <laughs> But I think I would have to go Tahani's face and Steve Austin's body because I don't mm. know that I want to make out with Stone Cold Steve Austin's head. Oh, I'm not going to be kissing this. <laughs> <laughs> In this scenario, that's not where my face would be, Zach. What about you? Where would you go? Which I'm going, I'm definitely going Stone Cold's head because he's right. got a real because shiny you bald still head. pretend to be a straight man. Yeah. And as long as, as long as the, the, the bottom's a lady, I'm in the clear. <laughs> That's the Stephen Baker. I think excuse. it'd be really fun to have my hands on, on, on Stone Cold's head. As it's like, much lower down. Yeah. <laughs> With those award-winning Tahani legs. Exactly. Michael tells Janet and Derek to buzz off, kind of, after they prove the point that he wanted. And I love Derek's goodbye. I forget the whole thing, but it's like, good, Bob. I hope to see you again very now. Yeah. He's like, I hope you go there again very now or something like that. It's very funny. And Janet says, his brain is wrong. And they pop out of the room. (laughs) Good, Bob. (laughs) Janet is such a reliable buddy comedy Mm -hmm. partner. When it's her and Michael, it's funny. When it's her and Jason, it's funny. When it's her and Derek, it's funny. She's such a good thing to bounce off of. And Darcy really shines. And Truly. so does Jason Manzukis. He just fits into this world without having been in it before the end of last episode. Mm-hmm. He just fits in. For me, I can see how if you don't like the Derek character, that suddenly there's a big focus on him and you think he's annoying. But I think he's funny. So I think, I think it he's fits perfect because perfectly. I think what's funny about Janet is that she knows everything. Yeah. And so she like understands to a different level you know, a non-emotional one, everything going on. Yeah. Derek understands nothing and only has emotional reactions. And so having them next to each other, I think is just so, so, so funny. And it works so well for me because he's just as like serious about what he's saying as Janet is, but he's just violently wrong. (laughs) It's like when you see like a, a baby that can't read, try and read a book. Like, that's how I would describe Derek. Derek, absolutely. <laughs> like, that's he's seen point. these things. Like, he knows what a person that is. That a person sits and looks at do. a book and turns the pages. Yeah. And acts like they understand it, but you're not and that's reading him anything. Just existing. <laughs> yeah. I like how after they leave, there's a little bit where Chidi's like, I completely understand now. You don't have to explain anything to me. <laughs> 
that cuts to Tahani and Jason playing games together. Tahani is trying to teach Jason how to play croquet. I, I forget who he, she says in her name drop, but she's like, this person called croquet barely a game. Oh, I do remember that. I don't remember which, which person either. Jason's having fun. He likes it as he tries a little bit. Have you ever played croquet? Probably not, not right? Not correctly. Like, yeah. My grandma had like the a little croquet set at her place. Like I had like a little kid's like Easter version or something, but I sure Same. didn't know the rules. I was just hitting them through the wickets. I don't think I would ever be like, wow, I played croquet and I'm really into it now, but I think it'd be kind of fun to learn how to play and play once. I think playing polo would be exciting because you're playing croquet, but on a horse. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that for me. I think you don't uh, want to saddle up with me. We can share a mallet. I just don't think there's any way that I don't get hurt in this. Pretty <laughs> bad by a horse. Be it by a horse, more mallet, or very the, heavy the horse ball. can sense that I don't belong. <laughs> uh, Jason likes a game, but wants to teach Tahani a game that's more like him, which is kind of golf. It's kind of like the people who go to that top golf place in Fishers, mm-hmm. where it, you're kind of like practicing your golf skills, but all you're really doing is whacking a ball and seeing how far you can whack yeah. it. And that's what they're doing, and it's really fun. I like the way first Jason hits and goes, Jaguars rule! And then when it's Tahani's turn, she says, Jaguars, very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> They build a champagne tower together and smash it with the ball. I think it's fun. And they're doing a good job as we're feeling for Janet, seeing what she's yeah. going through. That there is some chemistry between Jason and Tahani And I Tahani think they're now. really cute together. Like, they really are. I love Janet and Jason. But I also kind of love Tahani and Jason. It's so unexpected that it works so well because the whole first season, Tahani and Jason were anything but compatible for one mm-hmm. another. But now that they just kind of let it all out, Jason she says later lets her figuratively let her hair down because yeah she's so uppity and jason can be like stop taking everything so seriously just mm-hmm. have some fun which is perfect for someone like tahani yeah so meanwhile michael thinks that they have to kill Derek. that that's the only way to solve this because <laughs> if Derek shows up when vicky calls janet they'll be screwed but Eleanor thinks still maybe that Derek is a good thing for Janet because it's causing her not to glitch like uh, previous episodes. There's no earthquakes or anything because of Derek. Uh, and it'll help Janet getting over Jason. But Michael thinks if they can't kill Derek, then they have to break up to Hani and Jason is the only yeah. other explanation. Uh, this is a pretty classic Eleanor line when she says, Girl, you are a messy bench who loves drama and I am into it. <laughs> it's a funny line. Chidi thinks that, though, obviously killing Derek is bad, but breaking up Tahani and Jason also has some ethical mm-hmm. negative ramifications because Eleanor says, isn't keeping a secret from someone basically lying because she's in her own head worried about the yeah. Chidi thing as all this is going on. And Chidi says, it's okay to keep a secret if it isn't harming anyone, which reassures Eleanor that she's doing the mm-hmm. right she's thing. She's like, sweet. Do you think that's true? I think it depends. It's I not that much that... different than the lying question from last week. No, it's not. My my thing that I... I think that honesty is very important. I think trust is important. But I also believe that you don't have to share information that's only going to be hurtful and not helpful. And I think like the friend who always has a story of what people were saying about you when they got together with people. Yeah, I don't think that's always helpful. It's not necessary to say that if it's somebody like, let's say that we both had a really good mutual friend Mm -hmm. and we hung out with 
like you hung out with them and they said a bunch of terrible things about me. Mm-hmm. I think it would be helpful to let me know because maybe I shouldn't be as close to that person in my life. It depends on how it affects you. Like how mutual of a friend are we talking? Ex- and how, I'm saying like we have a good friend. And how so cutting that's why, were the remarks as well? If someone well, I'm, was I'm like, in, a, in a bad case scenario where they're very bad yeah, things that would, would make me not want to be friends with them. I would but tell you let's that. say you're with somebody who I don't care about and I have no relationship with and they said bad things about me. I wouldn't care to know because I don't have a relationship with that person. Or on the other hand, if someone said to me, I love Steven, but I think he's a little annoying. I mm-hmm. think I'd be able to just tell you this person said they loved there? you. Yeah. What, what would I say? That's how I... I love Steven, but he's a little annoying. Yeah, I get But it. I feel like I would tell you this person said they loved you. I don't discuss you outside of this room. Uh, um, you don't exist to me if you're not on this screen in front of me, Zach. Where were we? <laughs> When Eleanor's reassured on her cheaty thing, but she's talking about something else than the other people, she Mm -hmm. says, noise. Yeah. And Chidi, like, picks up on it. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Michael's counter is that it causes harm in general because this could send them to the bad place. But Chidi, on the other hand, thinks that this is a shortcut and they could be sent to the bad place either way, whichever decision exactly. that they make. And uh, making choosing to take the shortcut to fix your problem is usually a bad decision, mm-hmm. is what Chidi's point is here. Chidi says that moral strength is defined by how we behave in times of stress. And I think there's truth to that. I think the moments in life where you have absolutely no control and you can't have on like your little facade of how you mm-hmm. talk to around people, when you're just stressed and scared and angry, those types of emotions, the way you treat other people then is like, I, I think, kind of your soul of souls because there's no I agree. filter up. Maybe it's not 100% because you're in such I don't stress. think it's necessarily a reflection of who you are, but I think it can be a reflection of what you're capable of, what exactly. you need to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has anyone ever told you what a drag you are? Michael says to him after that. Yes, <laughs> constantly. Everyone constantly. Another cute Tahani and Jason scene where Tahani makes Jason a little king crown and and and, uh-huh. night, and calls him king. And, and Jason's like, oh, dope. How did you learn to make this? And they learn a little bit about each other. Both Tahani's uppity, uh, I already forget, uh, expressionless girls expressionless school. Expressionless girls school. It's very Arrested Development Milford Academy. Yeah. And Jason, who went to Leonard Skinner Tugboat <laughs> High School. That was really funny. Most of his classes were selling dirty magazines door to door. Was that in your episode? <laughs> no, that's incredible. That's funny. Actually, maybe it was in mine, but I, I don't remember it. Tahani is kind of disturbed by Jason's upbringing, but is envious because she never got to let off that steam and just be herself, mm-hmm. whereas Jason was taught that very early on or was never taught that, like, well, be like this, not like this. Jason just was who he was proudly yeah. his whole life. So Jason has this realization and it's really cute where first he says, I can be that friend for you, the friend that you can be yourself around or husband. Felt. (laughs) So Jason proposes to Tahani. It's so funny that this is now a bit how things escalate to a wedding on The Good Place. Yeah. Like people who are so removed from that type of connection they get like a little glimmer of it and they're quick to make a wedding Well, and it's kind of funny because if you think about that on a larger scale... You know, we always make fun of in culture now how in like Disney princess movies and things, you meet somebody once and you just go and get married. But here that happens, too, because when you take away all the responsibilities and things of of life in the world, when you find somebody that makes you happy, there's no reason not to grab onto them and want to have that forever. But also there's no reason for the like 
paperwork mm-hmm. of it all and like the the patriarchal thing that is a marriage. They're dead in the afterlife. Yeah, just, what? <laughs> just pretend. Like you can bone. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Eleanor's house. Uh, Eleanor comes up with the idea that they should tell Janet that Derek can stay, but he has to be kept secret and and nobody can see him except for (laughs) Janet. Michael agrees with this and calls in Janet, which ends up being Janet and Derek just yelling at each other. They're starting to argue. (laughs) I forget what Derek yells, but something about, oh, because you made me is like the end of his argument. It's a funny You can moment. never view me as a real man because you made me or something like oh, that. Oh, so they're your friends now? I'm st- I'm stating a fact. They are your friends. Your friends. I don't, I don't know, know these people. people. <laughs> Derek's going to go to his void and get away from the argument, but Janet is quick to remind him that it's my void. It's mm-hmm. not your void. And Derek says, fine, then I'll go somewhere else. And he pops away to who knows where, which is <laughs> – I love the whole thing is Michael, Eleanor, and Chidi make a plan. But then they're just not in control of Derek. Yeah. They, they can't plan him. They can't find him and keep him <laughs> in one place because he can just pop off somewhere else and nobody knows where that is. I think it's Eleanor who says they're okay. So we're forked here, aren't we? <laughs> Jason and Tahani then are discussing their engagement. Really funny, cute line where Tahani says, well, why on earth should I marry you? And Jason's like, well, first of all, we're not on earth. Mm-hmm. That was they cute. like each other. Jason says, and he promises that he'll always be nice to her, which is really all Tahani uh, needs to hear. So she agrees and instantly goes into, like, bridezilla planning. Like, where (laughs) do we sit Michael and where do we sit Chidi and Eleanor? Are they going to be opposite them or are they going to be opposite them? But the reason Jason kind of works for her is that he can say, who cares? Let's just do it at the beach. Let's do it simply. Let's do it today. All the best things happen on the beach. Do yeah. you remember what they are? That was your question. Uh, swimsuit issues, mm-hmm. uh, saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. Jersey Shore, and crabs. Crabs. <laughs> crabs. <laughs> they summon Janet, who somberly pops in, which, I don't know, is it weird that earlier Michael was like, Janet's still down, so don't try to call her. It's not really up to Michael. If well, because they down said like, "Oh, I wonder if Janet's back up," because yeah. they know they need her to plan, and I think that's normal. Like, if your internet isn't working, and it's like, uh, "We'll send a reboot thing to do it at work," like you'll be something like, "Hey, I wonder if one of your back up and check it," even before somebody sends you an email that says your internet's working. One of Darcy's best moments is here. Janet, hi there. Is everything. All right, Janet? Yeah, everything's fine. It's okay. Yeah, I'm fine. So it's all fine. (laughs) How can I help you? (laughs) Elsewhere, Eleanor, Chidi, and Michael find Derek stuck into a tree doing the classic, hi, I'm Derek. Hi, I'm Derek. To To all the branches of the tree. So funny. Janet's not allowed in his tree. He booby-trapped it. But then Janet pops in to talk about the wedding, and Derek immediately goes to, oh, my God, Janet, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) But Janet's not talking to him. She's announcing the wedding, that Tahani and Jason are getting married, and they all have invitations, these fancy-looking invitations. And it's funny that Michael's the one who reads where it says, it would be totally dope if you (laughs) biznatches come and get turned up with us afterwards. I really like how Darcy delivers her lines for the last scene in this one because she's very monotone, like, mm-hmm. I'm fine, I'm feeling no emotion. And then she talks to Derek and is like, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm here for the minute goes back until, like, dead inside. It's so funny. The development of Janet these last couple episodes has been mm-hmm. great. Like, last week it was so much the foreground. And then this week you can still see it even though she's yeah. kind of not in the main story. She's great. 
Janet and Derek start arguing again. And so Janet goes into the void, which Derek follows. And it frustrates Chidi, Eleanor, and Michael because they mm-hmm. just had him there. They were going to get him and put him somewhere, I guess. <laughs> and, and now they can't because they can just pop off wherever they want. Michael understands the ethics of the situation, but they need to break up Jason and Tahani so they can get rid of Derek. And Chidi argues the only way for that to be okay is to break up Jason and Tahani without Mm -hmm. the intention to kill Derek. Because killing someone is always bad. And then my favorite bit of those three as a trio is Michael's, yeah, wink, will not (laughs) kill Derek. It's like, no, (laughs) no, don't 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 wink. wink. Don't say wink. Winking is bad. And Eleanor's like, yeah, okay. Wink, we're going to go not try to kill Derek. (laughs) I think that's so funny how the three of them work off of each other. So Jason and Tahani are getting married, and Jason's reading off his vows. Their vows to each other are so funny. You already said the line, but Jason's saying, why why I shouldn't eat everything that smells good, because sometimes it's candles. (laughs) There are some creepy lines in this episode that make me laugh, but I can Mm -hmm. see why make other people uncomfortable. One of them is Jason saying, you're basically like a hot genius teacher who sometimes has sex with me, your student. (laughs) Was that in your episode? Yeah, I thought that was funny. (laughs) They used to and happen love, all the time. It oh, this time she won't go mm-hmm. to jail like the person at Leonard Skinner in high school. Yeah. Was that in your episode? Yeah. I like how Jason takes the piece of paper that his vows are on and Mike drops them. and <laughs> goes, brap, brap, pew, pew. Yeah, that was in mine too. That was funny. Tahani's vows immediately belittle Jason and calls him a swamp dweller. <laughs> and exposes Jason for asking her if the presidents on Mount Rushmore have butts on the other side. <laughs> That's such an innocent, childlike thought that makes yeah. no sense for Jason to be like, well, on the other side, is it their butt? That's so funny. <laughs> Tahani says it doesn't make sense, but when they're together, she can let her hair down. Of course, she's never let her hair down. She's not a factory worker. so but, funny. But Jason lets her feel that way. And as she says, you know what? I think I love you. The wedding is interrupted. I love how Eleanor is super excited to finally be a part of a wedding that's getting interrupted like that. <laughs> And Michael shows up and tries to explain why they can't get married, but can't because Chidi, I forget what Michael calls Chidi, like Professor Dork or something over here. I forget mm-hmm. how he says it. Got into yeah. his head and he can't. He can't do it. So <laughs> Eleanor has to be the bearer he of bad news. He called him an news. egghead a bunch of times earlier. Yeah, egghead. Mm-hmm. Did yours have the bad news bear joke? Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, I think you mean bad news bear. Eleanor tells Jason that he was married to Janet, and I love watching Janet's reaction behind them when this is mm-hmm. happening, when she's like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love watching her face, it's really great. Yeah. Eleanor explains to them how Janet created Derek, who who then pops in and thinks that Eleanor is Jason, and he's this really mad. This is what I think is so fucking funny. Tell me. I was laughing so hard when he's like... Well, 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 we fight because he like comes like like goes to like shove her, and it's like no, I'm Eleanor. That's Jason. Like turns him around. I was laughing because him just like walking right up to her, like ready to like fight this Jason that's been his enemy forever. No, he's, he's met, met Eleanor her like three times. <laughs> then I also think it's really funny because Tahani's getting overwhelmed, and she says, "Janet, fetch me my dizzy couch and uh, my tizzy couch." I thought it was dizzy couch. It's tizzy with a T. But that's fine too. So yeah, I still think it's the same funny that she has the the long couch to fall back into oh man it's funny michael calls a smaller group meeting and while that happens janet and derek talk out their differences that's when janet says save your drama for your mama and technically i am your mama and i don't want it 
it's time to make a decision. Eleanor says, because she's dealing with another thing quietly mm-hmm. this whole episode, you should just reboot all of us. Reboot Janet and Jason and Derek so that all goes away. But also uh, reboot us so we can forget any stuff that we would maybe <laughs> any embarrassing like to thing, forget. Any farts that happened or uh, anything else. <laughs> But Chidi's still against this. Michael thinks the only options are to reboot either Derek or Janet. Chidi brings up the doctrine of double effect, which is how doing one thing can have two effects. And Michael's line of, well, I'm practicing the doctrine of not being completely effed. (laughs) So he decides to reboot both of them. This episode is a real spiritual sequel to The Eternal Shriek last season, Mm -hmm. which was our favorite. How now we have the two buttons and the jerry-rigged Derek button next to Janet's pretty put-together button. And they're both begging for their life as Michael thinks about pressing the button. I think it's so funny. Don't kill a baby, Michael. Would you (laughs) kill a baby? That wasn't in mine. That's so funny. Really? The two buttons? The two buttons were, but it was just like Janet and um, Derek talking. I it can. has the moment where they're both like begging for their life as Michael goes to the button and Janet's like, I'm a mom now. I have a mom boyfriend. Yeah. You can't kill a mom. And at the same time, Derek's yelling, I'm a baby. I was just born today. That's are so you- funny. Michael, are you going to kill a baby? Don't kill a baby. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. So Michael can't do it and walks off. That's when we get the moment. What does Jason have that I don't have that Derek has? And we learn. Yeah, I don't think the, the button moment was in mine at all. It's a funny bit. Mm-hmm. We learned that Jason has a soul and real genitals, which real genitals. Derek doesn't have. And it makes a funny aside of how Janet also misunderstands what a person is supposed to be like. <laughs> she doesn't really, they could never figure out how to have sex. So she doesn't yeah. really know what to do around there. So she gave him wind chimes instead of a penis. Honestly, that could be very effective. How? Especially if, how many chimes you got. That's like musical schlongs. I guess. Did you like the use of the word schlong today, Zach? Sure. I guess. Out of my mouth Again, in a while. I guess. Janet's very confused that she doesn't know what this is all about and what to do and what she's feeling because she's the person that's supposed to know everything and this or the thing that's supposed to know everything. Mm-hmm. And this little breakdown that she has is a good moment for Janet. So Eleanor takes her to the side and has a chat with Janet. This is a really good Eleanor moment where she explains that she's realized that Jason wasn't just some little fling that Janet's mm-hmm. getting rid of. That's something that you can get over with by like hooking up with somebody. She loved Jason. It was mm-hmm. real, and Eleanor wasn't there to see it, so she didn't know how real it was. Janet was truly in love. There's this aside how Eleanor thinks that Janet and Jason was like the guy that she used to make out with in the walk-in freezer at a Brugger's Bagels. Is that in your yeah. episode? Mm-hmm. His name is Marcus, but Eleanor always called always him called Ben. Him ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have anyone at the Ruler Foods that you would make out with in the walk-in freezer? Um, not exactly. I did go on a, a couple dates with a girl that I worked with there, but she turned up to be anti the Obama family, and I was like, well, fuck that. And she didn't think Thor Ragnarok was funny. Okay, it might not be. Zach, <laughs> fuck you. It's very funny. You don't know okay. anything. Um, but what, do you think she likes The Little Mermaid, Halle Bailey? Probably not. Yeah. Especially because she, like, at one time had, like, Little Mermaid fake dyed red hair, so I'm sure. I have a friend whose name is Ariel, and she loved the new movie. She told me she loved it, too. Because it was great. (laughs) Real heartbreak doesn't have a simple cure. Like your heartbreak when you realize that the new Little Mermaid's just okay. 
<laughs> and Eleanor says, you will feel better over time. There's no simple cure, but you've got to give it time. Things will happen. You'll feel better. Just let time pass. But Janet doesn't experience the passage of time like we do. She does use it as lotion sometimes. And even funnier than that, when Eleanor says, oh, wow, yeah, your skin looks incredible. She's like, thank you, not skin. Not skin. <laughs> All those, those make me laugh every time. That Not a girl. Not a person. Like sands through an hourglass, we've reached the moment in the podcast where they're mowing outside my apartment nice. as we near the end of the episode. So there's that for you all. I'll call, I'll call it out because there's no cutting around it. Mm-hmm. Talking about your feelings is the worst, Eleanor understands and explains. Having sex about your feelings is better. <laughs> but Janet, who's not ready to talk to Jason, now she has Eleanor. Eleanor has this sweet moment where she says, mm-hmm. you can talk to me until you're ready to talk to Jason, which is really big for Eleanor. Yeah. And El- Eleanor also learns that Marcus is now the manager of that Brugger's Bagels. He's still there. <laughs> I don't think that was in mine. That's cute. So Janet uh, has now decided that it's time to get rid of Derek because she feels a little bit better. And she tells Derek that she never should have made him and he should go away. I thought it was funny the way Derek says, I understand because you because understand. You understand. <laughs> so cute. And his little speech of Janet, this relationship has been the best seven hours of my whole life. It's been the only seven hours of my whole life. It's been my whole life. I made you this morning. We all remember. And Janet's like, yeah, I made you. We all remember. We all remember. (laughs) Then they start making out really passionately with Mm -hmm. each other. The stuff that Janet does with her arms around. I like Derek lifts his leg. It doesn't make it look like it's just a transfer of information, but that's all it is. That Janet's reabsorbing her essence that she put into into <laughs> Derek. And all of the gang's reactions to this is super funny. Jason, can you get pregnant from reabsorbing? <laughs> and then the wind chimes start the wind chimes making noise. so funny. Eleanor's like, I hear wind chimes. Everybody look away. I'm going to look, I'm but you look. guys turn away. <laughs> Slam cut to Janet has Derek in a crate now, like a yeah. like he's the leg lamp from a Christmas story <laughs> with straw underneath him. And Janet's kind of eulogizing Derek. From the moment I made you, everyone wanted to kill you, and then I did. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, mommy girlfriend. Is Bye, what Derek says. girlfriend? It's so creepy. Uh, one of them, I think Eleanor says, he seems pretty alive to me. He doesn't really seem dead. He's talking openly in this crate that you're about to close him into. And he just seems so fine with it. Because Janet decided, and Derek is just an extension of Janet, suddenly he doesn't he have be. all of... <laughs> I'm good. He's as dead as he can be. It's like he's in power saver mode. <laughs> Janet thinks she's going to be okay now, that she won't glitch as badly because she knows what she's going through and she has a friend to talk to. And she puts Derek in the box and she's going to take Derek to a deep corner of her void. So she pops away and she says, bye guys. And Derek says, Derek. And they pop away. (laughs) It's the end of the legend, but not forever. He'll be back. (laughs) Jason and Tahani have a cute last moment of the episode where they talk about what they learned and what they're going to do next because of it in bed. They're glad that they didn't rush into marriage because they still have a lot to learn about each other. This is where Tahani asks Jason about her first kiss and then immediately wishes she didn't. Earlier when we discussed that line, you said you get it when when he said he made out with the hot mouse or mouse, the mouse from Chuck E. Cheese. Why mm-hmm. do you get that? You think the mouse is hot? I understand, you know, having a <laughs> crush on inanimate objects, not real you, things well, I guess they as are a kid. Animate. Like what? What do you have a crush on that wasn't real when you were a kid? 
Hmm. And like, I'm not even talking. Oh, cartoons. you had the, you were, you had a crush on an animal at a zoo, right? On on Sue the T Rex from the Field Museum in Chicago. The bone. <laughs> We've told this <laughs> the story skeleton before. of not on this podcast. Yeah. So as a kid, I really loved <laughs> dinosaurs, and there is a pretty famous Tyrannosaurus Rex at the Field Museum in Chicago whose name is Sue. <laughs> I decided at about three years old that I wanted to marry Sue. It had all the great qualities, a dinosaur. Doesn't talk too much. Yeah, you know. Doesn't ask any questions. Pretty name. Anything goes. A lot of space to Big work with. Big old banana-sized teeth. And so my uncle's, I think, girlfriend at the time, or it was his ex-wife, one of the two, used to, like, call me on the phone and pretend to be Sue. And so I would, like, talk to her on the phone. And for some reason, I thought that her favorite cookies were, like, this Girl Scout cookie. I think maybe it's... What's the one that comes in the purple box, Zach? Which cookie? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think that might be the Samoa. Samoans, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was her favorite, so I would always bring boxes to give to security when I went to the field museum. Not the dinosaur's favorite. It was the dinosaur's favorite. It was favorite. the dinosaur's favorite, And yeah. you, you you took a box of cookies to the security to the museum and said, and said hey, this is my girlfriend, <laughs> that hunk of bones' favorite cookie. You see cookie. that fine piece of ass up there? Make sure she gets these cookies. And you're still seeing Sue as an adult. You've seen her as an adult. I went in to see her once as an adult, and it was I, I was a little, I like cried. It was great. Did you really? I was so, because I hadn't seen this since I was a kid and the perspective was different. I was so excited. Because I, I, even after I realized that it was a dinosaur bones, like, it was a really special (laughs) Even after I realized it was a dinosaur bones. (laughs) 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 That's an I think you should leave sketch there. Yeah. The adult going back to meet (laughs) the dinosaur he had a crush on as a kid. And asking the security guard to to give her some Girl Scout cookies for him. You should have brought some when you went. Yeah. I, I don't I think you nervous. mentioned the Samoas last time you brought it up. Mm-mm. I got the, her a pair of earrings. Story. Were you disappointed when you came back as an adult and she wasn't wearing them? She'd moved they on. They said that she couldn't wear them during work. <laughs> In Steven's defense, a night at the museum was just huge at the time. Yeah! I was fucking three. Okay, I Jason, didn't know you couldn't marry a dinosaur <laughs> Jason knows the truth about Janet now, but he doesn't remember it at all. And kind of similar to what we'll see from Chidi in a little bit, mm-hmm. he doesn't go right into having these unresolved feelings for Janet that he doesn't yeah. know in that way at all. He still likes Tahani, and he apologizes to her. I thought it was really great, mm-hmm. apologizing for how this makes her feel weird. Once you strip away all the weirdness of it, it is a complicated relationship yeah. dynamic to try to build off of. And Tahani admits that she likes Jason still, too, but doesn't know what should happen now. And Jason, mm. it's a little cringe, a little corny. The, uh, how about we reabsorb each other? Oh, Jason. And then they cuddle. But it's also cute. I mean, yeah, I'm not, not rooting Didn't bother for these me. two. Yeah. Then we cut to another big reveal of the several as we finish up this episode. Chidi, back home, has been picking up on Eleanor being off this entire time and asks Eleanor if something's wrong. And she denies it for like a split second, but then Mm -hmm. immediately comes out with it. She's in the point where this is weighing so heavily on her. All she needed was for somebody to bring it up and she'll spill. Mm -hmm. She's been keeping the secret. It's about Chidi. She's been keeping it from him. and, And she doesn't think it's harming him. But if she does tell him, it might. So she doesn't think she has to tell. I like how Chidi, who's always the one to say things like that, is just (laughs) as quick to be like, yeah, forget all that. I'm freaking out. So just tell me. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good Chidi moment. 
So Eleanor shows Chidi the videotape where they both effortlessly, after some lovemaking, it appears, mm-hmm. say some to reabsorption each other of their own that they love each other without any hesitation. And Chidi, just like Eleanor, can't believe that they both said it so effortlessly. He's never been that certain of, of anything. He once mm-hmm. tried to rent socks. <laughs> Was that in your episode? <laughs> I think so. That's funny. He tried to rent socks. Uh, Eleanor gets that. Well, he, he says, I don't know how you, I know how you said it because I'm a smoke show, but how did I say it? <laughs> she just wants to let it all out there because she's been holding it in. She clearly has a lot to say. But mm-hmm. first, she asks Chidi the big question. Do you have anything for me? Do you have any feelings still for me at all now? And the way William Jackson Harper, like, so tenderly delivers, because he doesn't know what Eleanor's feeling, delivers Mm -hmm. the, I'm sorry, but I don't think that I do, is perfect. Because Eleanor has the chance to take back everything that she might have said and say her, oh, well, why are you sorry? I'm relieved. I was worried about this. Now we're all good. And... Chidi does feel really close to Eleanor, which is sweet. How he's like, I feel really close to you. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I want to take it that way. And Eleanor talks over him. He's like, oh, good. I'm glad. That's it. We're, we're done. We're covered that up. Michael comes in and it's late. He apologizes and asks Eleanor to chat. And Chidi does want to talk through this because, I don't know, he can probably tell that Eleanor is frazzled about it, has been yeah. holding on to it for a while. But Eleanor says, no, nah, we're good. I'm going to I'm gonna move on from this and goes to chat with Michael. To another great scene where Michael and Eleanor have a little chat that's purely Michael coming to Eleanor for human advice of like Which is th- awesome. Yes. It's so cool because we've we've gotten to see Michael grow from still like extremely evil and wanting to deceit them and torture them to now Michael is this more realized I didn't hear anything. being it sounds like some throw, like do something weird throwing up outside. He's like, oh. Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> either that or somebody's like just turned into the hulk for the first time <laughs> for the um, first time that'll take it out of you yeah trust me um but that's uh, what i did when i changed the brakes on my car i just turned into the hulk <laughs> for the first time you lifted it off a of baby I, I retched a little i won't lie <laughs> yeah you gotta turn into the hulk for the first time your little shorts get ripped it's tough <laughs> you know zach's pecs is just out there in the wind um, with a, with Stone Cold Steve Austin's like left ankle, it's great. <laughs> Where are you going? But Michael is really nice. Michael's a human now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's asking Eleanor, "How did you do all this?" And Eleanor first says, "Why are you asking me and not Chidi, who's the king of this?" But Michael has noticed, you know, I made this neighborhood under the assumption that Eleanor giving up would be like what breaks the camel's back every time. But no matter what, here. Every tough challenge, she always tried to become better every time, and he, he asked her why. And Eleanor gives a really great speech. Uh, Kristen Bell's been kind of kept to the sidelines a little bit mm-hmm. this season, and I think she really shines here talking about in life she did all this bad stuff and always had that annoying voice that told you not to. And now in this world, when she's improving herself, she doesn't like have to live under the weight of this voice that's always telling her to be better, to do this, to do that, because yeah. she's already coming at things from the perspective of I'm trying to do the best I can. Instead of always feeling like I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing and I'm going to have to cover that up, mm-hmm. which can be really freeing. Uh, I don't know. You yeah, mentioned I... that you're kind of on a personal journey and you feel like you're in a place where you're really cool with yourself and you feel like you're making good decisions. Do you relate to what she's talking about at all? Yeah, I think that there's a really kind of freeing feeling when you feel happy in multiple areas of your life and you feel 
like you as a person, you yourself have done things to intentionally improve how you feel. And I think that's a really important thing. I recently, we did something at work where we all went around and gave like a five to 10 minute kind of talk about something we're passionate about. Like cool. as like an exercise with like my staff and things. Um, it was a really good idea that fan of the show, Summer, patron, thought of that I thought was really effective because you kind of got to get to know everyone a little bit better because if somebody's passionate about something, they don't always talk about that at work, especially sure. a job like this where you're constantly teaching people and we don't necessarily like hang out all day together because we're all different amounts of busy. But there was one of the guys that worked at the studio was, was talking about being in love with yourself and hmm. being able to really like the decisions and choices that you are intentional about on a daily basis. And I think that's really special. And I think that I agree. that's something that I hope everyone can experience. You know, obviously we have days where we don't like ourselves and don't like our decisions, but it's nice to kind of take a second and be proud of yourself for things that you've accomplished. Well, I feel like I, I'm kind of going through a little bit of an extreme of that because I have always really struggled with like anxiety, with being depressed, mm -hmm. with like my self image. And those are all things that I will always probably struggle with. But I think I've really turned a page on being comfortable with myself. And when people don't like me, it doesn't bother me anymore because I like the things about me even. And I understand why someone wouldn't like that about me. And I think that's a good thing to find peace with, to be like, I can be a lot. And if someone doesn't vibe with that, that's not on either of us. That just means we're not meant to be best friends. And that's cool. You know, I don't know. I so feel you like did I, get my letter then. I did get your letter and I <laughs> shredded it fast. <laughs> so yeah, the Michael Eleanor conversation is great. And at the end when Eleanor says, you really did just come here to chat, didn't you? You're becoming more human. And things with their group are really starting to click. And of course, because this is the good place, this sweet, honest human moment is immediately undercut by Michael walking into his office to see Sean at the desk. And he says plainly, hello, Michael, shut the door, have a seat. It leaves so many options on the table. We don't know exactly what happens. We don't know exactly what he knows. But you know that he's probably there because he's he knows. Well, and there's two really smart things that they do. One of which is just the shot of Michael walking in where you can see that everything is great on the on the wall behind him is reminding us hmm. that we're not in the good place. This is the yes. bad place. Yeah. And Michael walking into that office was us coming back into the real world and being like, oh shit, we're in the bad Whoa, place still. There goes gravity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right. And it's, it's a mobile great moment. home bad is he. And I kind of forgot no, when I watched this episode, I knew that we were getting close to some big stuff in the season, but you are, I, I take each episode as its own. And I was so mm -hmm. on the positive ride. The end of this yeah. episode was that it does hit you like a ton of bricks when Michael who's improving so much is met with this. And I'm really excited to see what happens next. Cause I kind of forget the order. Yeah, totally. I, I remember like I was watching the episode and I'm like, Oh shit, is something bad about to happen? Because yeah. Michael and Ola are talking and like she's like it's all positive and I'm like, this like something got like the, the shoe's that. gonna drop. Something's and then he get. walked in and I was like, Oh fuck it, Sean. And it was it's so smart, so well done. I'm sure that like watching the episode for the first time, we were shocked when this happened. We were like, Oh fuck, what happened? Like you see, both shocked Sean's and stack of... of course this happens. Yeah, because they weren't gonna get away with this forever. Of course, Sean's gonna like, I'm gonna check in on this and notice Vicky's running this place. What's going on? I don't yeah. know. It, it all it takes is for him to check on them once. Mm -hmm. 
And it's bad. So you're right. It's a shock, but it's also a, oh, yeah, well, fuck. I mean, they kind of did it mm-hmm. to themselves. What are they going to do? And that's where the show leaves us. Originally, when this aired, the show took a couple weeks off before coming back. And I think it's very fitting that after this episode, we're taking a couple weeks off before we come back to do the next episode in two weeks. I think this was a really, well, three weeks, I guess, maybe for them because we're taking two weeks off. I'm not sure. We'll talk about that in a second. This episode is really great, and it's a really great place to take a pause because, like the show does so well, they've completely ripped open what's going on, and we have no idea what they're going to do next. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of enter the final chapter of this season that sets the stage for season three. Yeah. And I remember how excited I was to watch these episodes and how it essential yeah to sit down and much we're gonna expand the world and universe Mm -hmm. that we're in we get to go some really cool settings very soon some characters that haven't shown we're almost to the episode that we did for the like vote on this show that's not true was that did we do a oh no we we, that was one of the last like five episodes or something we didn't do a season four one yes we absolutely did we did the episode you've changed man it's like one of the last five episodes of the show oh shit it's the timothy oliphant one yeah yeah, I forgot we did that one. Wow. How soon we forget. For some reason, I thought we did Diana, Jack, and oh, sure. Trent. That might have been on the list. Maybe. But no, was. we absolutely recorded a full podcast on not that episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> You'll remember when we get to the Timothy Oliphant one that we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, I know the episode very well. I just... Because there's reason. a character in that episode that we haven't met yet. My and we Rudolph's meet them very soon. coming up yeah. soon. Well, that's this episode. I had a lot of fun talking about it. Before we close out the show, let's do our good place and bad place. Starting with the bad place, I think it's going to be... Well, I don't know. I'm torn. Because Mm -hmm. Michael's the one that's like, let's kill these people. But then at the end, he makes the biggest come around to maybe even getting some good place points in the end. I'm torn on who to give the bad place to. I'm torn. I'm vexed. So here's how my bad place thought was. I came up because with mine. I don't ahead. think anyone was was bad this week. But for being at the crux of a lot of the issues going on and for not giving Derek the respect he deserved yeah, because I'm with she you. made I'm him, with you. Yeah. I'm giving it to Janet this Before week. you started saying, I said, I know who mine is, and mm-hmm. it's Janet too. I think this might be the only time in the whole series that Janet gets bad place points. Probably, yeah. Because, sure, she's going she's through being, stuff. She's acting you more human. Understand that. why she created Derek. Yeah. But she's the reason all of this is in flux because of quick flighty decision she made Mm -hmm. even though it's based on what eleanor told her she could have put a little more thought into what is me creating a person gonna do for this ruse we're all trying to keep up i agree janet it's not gonna happen often but she's going to the bad place this Mm -hmm. week the good place Mm, i think i'm gonna give it to eleanor i think michael's close but eleanor time and time again is proving how much growth she's gone through and how much i love seeing that eleanor is still mischievous Mm-hmm. but she is guided by her own thoughts of what is right and wrong and no longer being guided by that mischievousness. I think her conversations, I think how open she is with Chidi about, well, this is why I'm struggling with this and why I think I should or shouldn't tell you and then coming out and talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then the way she is with Michael in the end of the episode. I don't know. It's a good Michael episode, but I think just because of a couple of iffy things he does, I'm going to give the edge to Eleanor. So I... My reasons for not picking Eleanor are very nitpicky. 
Okay. I think that her motivations throughout the episode kind of waver between I need to do the right thing and I'm looking for an out so I don't have to do the right thing, which I understand. It's like very, very tight between who I did, did pick. I think Derek has a great episode. Sure. But he's MVP, is a little volatile. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm going to give my good place points to someone who I think this week demonstrated a lot of growth and intellectual maturity, Jason Mendoza. Okay, sure. I think sure. that he's super sweet to Hani. I think he has real conversations like, hey, like I know that on Earth this wouldn't work out, but we're not on Earth. Like, why shouldn't we be together? And I think that especially he earns this at the end of the episode when Janet unveils the thing to him. I think he handles it very maturely. I think he doesn't do anything to hurt Janet or belittle her I don't her know. Feelings. He certainly doesn't have a conversation with Janet about it. No, but she's not ready to talk to him. And I think that when he's talking to Hani, he's like, hey, I don't have control over what I did in the past, but I'm fully committed to you now. And I'm sorry about how this makes you feel, but I'm here for you and I want to continue to be here for you. And I think that that's really mature. I think it's missing a scene where Jason makes some attempt to say something to Janet and Janet can say, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. And she could say, Mm -hmm. well, he could say, well, I respect that. But I do feel like him kind of ignoring Janet through it. And I think the reason I'm sticking with Eleanor is because Eleanor is a lot more decisive in the ethics of her decision, whereas Jason just kind of happens to be in the right because he's a good, loving guy. Mm -hmm. But I'm not taking away from me. I think Jason had a quietly good episode here. Yeah. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's talk about the weeks ahead. We're going to be off, kind of, the last two Mondays of June. Next week, we're going to release, instead of a Time Knife episode, the first two episodes as one podcast of our That 70s Show Patreon podcast, The Basement. That's coming out next Monday. It'll be a full-length podcast, so check it out. And if you like what you hear, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, where you can get all of the episodes of The Basement so far. Be the first to listen to it every week when it comes out. On top of all the other things we're doing over there then the week after on the 26th of june we're pretty much going to be off we'll drop a little bit of audio because i'm deeply afraid if we disappear for one single week you'll all forget we ever existed but we'll be back for the next good place recap on monday july 3rd we'll be back to talk about the next episode do you remember what the next one's called is the next one like yes is the next one leap of faith leap 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 to faith Is that the next episode? Mm Mm-hmm. We'll be back to talk about that on Monday, June 3rd, but we'll be around, so keep hanging out with us throughout the end... Monday, July 3rd, sorry. But keep hanging out with us in the end of June as we enjoy our little summer break. Brah, 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 brah. Steven, where other than Patreon can these lovely people find us? If you want a Derek, our Derek's then make sure that you go Derek us over at Time Knife Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Derek. You can also check us out on YouTube where you can find the video Derek to this pod. You can see the moment where I made a face during Steven's recap this week. You can see the moment where I like disassociated from life for like 30 seconds while Zach was talking at some point during the episode. I'm not going to tell him when, though. He'll have to find <laughs> it's out It's most later. of the times. <laughs> I like was very clearly like up here and I was like, oh, shit. It was great. <laughs> well, that's funny uh, because sometimes I do it while I'm talking <laughs> about yeah. something. <laughs> but check that out on YouTube. Search the name of the show. Thanks for watching the YouTube if you do. And yeah. for commenting. I love the people that comment on the YouTube. That feels like a really direct... I just listened to the thing, and these are my thoughts. I really like when people do stuff yeah. like that. On YouTube, you get to see what zany shirts Zach and I are wearing. You can't even see mine this whole episode, but I'm wearing I knew what yours was shirt. by just the top, like, fifth of it. But I don't think on this video you even saw anything but black. There no. you go. It's a cool shirt. 
Um, and you can see what little uh, anime figure I'm going to have up on my desk that week. Yes. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, what I wanted to say is it's a great time to send us in some emails. We've got yeah. five episodes left of season two, and we're not recording again until June 26th or something. So mm-hmm. it's a great time to send us in some trivia and who you would send to the good and bad place and your thoughts on these next five episodes of season two before we come back to start recording throughout the rest of the summer. I think that would Do sound it. nice if the people Write to us. sent us some messages. Thank send you for us your favorites or week. least favorite things about us as people. Really get in there. Sometimes I really do think about how we are a part of some people's weekly routine. Mm-hmm. This is my weekly routine to hang out with my friend and talk about the show. But doing it with us is like a lot of people's weekly routine. And that's pretty that's neat. That's cute. That's fun. Thanks, guys. So thanks for that. We'll be back next time. Steven, get us out of here. From inside the time knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next week with our That 70s preview. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Derek, Derek, Derek.